Located in downtown Coeur d'Alene, Fresh Wine Bar is a place to meet friends, relax, and just be Coeur d'Alene. Consider Fresh Wine Bar for your next event, located across the street from the new city parking lot at 4th and Coeur d'Alene Avenue, or visit CoeurdelaineFresh.com. Good call. Any others? You won't know the names. No, the other, well, I looked up a bunch and I still can't remember them. Oh, gosh. That's what you were doing earlier? <laughs> That's why he's... So, a little bit... A peek behind the curtain. I get a text from Mark that says, Hey, what episode are we on? I want to do a little research. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. I said 63. I had no idea you're looking at jersey numbers. <laughs> that's awesome. It's been a long week, right? Are you ready to wind down? Why not? It's time for the Wine Time Fridays podcast with Shelly and Phil. Neither are sommeliers, but both have a deep passion for life, each other, and delicious wine. And now, here to talk about this week over a glass of wine is Shelly and Phil. It's wine time. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Wine Time Fridays with Shelly and Phil. And uh, yes, we have more guests, although one of the guests may not say anything, but we're going to try to get her to giggle. And when we do, and it's not Shelly's giggle, although you know I love your giggles, let's get this thing started. Happy Friday. It's wine time. Today, we have Mark Cook, the wine buyer for Fred Meyer here in Coeur d'Alene on Kathleen, is it Avenue or Street? It's Avenue. Kathleen Avenue. Can't miss it. Big old uh, uh, Fred Meyer. And honestly, Mark might be the one person in this world I see more consistently than Shelly. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. And it's not as if it's any bromance. It's like he's got the keys to the wine at Fred Meyer. It's true. So I will come in and uh, we, we make our wine runs consistently <laughs> at Fred Meyer. Uh, with that said, Mark, welcome to Wine Time Fridays. Thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having us. And by thanks for being here, thanks for having us in your house for dinner. <laughs> we're going to talk. And being about, here at the table. And at your table. At your, at your table. Uh, so we're going to talk about wines that will be great for barbecues. And uh, the first one we're opening is going to be a Chardonnay from Ferrari Carano. And that will actually go well with certain um, oyster and shellfish that you could do on the barbecue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get that or going. Zucchini. Or zucchini. Don't ask me why I thought of that, but that's right. About <clears throat> my so this is corn. 2018 okay. Ferrari Carano Trader Chardonnay. Look at that. Already spilt. Already spilled. Oh, you ruined my table. And Debbie, it went three minutes before she talked. <laughs> that was a lot easier than I thought. Yes, Ferrari Chrono. Um, this is Trey Terra. Is that how you said that? That's how I said it. Okay. So Shelly is the French talker here. That is not. It seems right. Russian River Valley Chardonnay. Russian River Valley. Yep. And this smells absolutely uh, delicious. Ferrari Carano is kind of a, Mer, their Merlot has been a favorite of mine for and very. Fumé Blanc. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the options for tonight, but we did a Fumé Blanc 16 episodes ago or something. 16 no, episodes. 12. I can't do math. I was told there would be no math tonight. So You did it to yourself. I know. 12 <laughs> episodes ago. And uh, so, Debbie, what are you getting on this? She says she's getting a little bit of caramel. <laughs> Mark, what are you getting on this? I get some wood, some malolactic, some butter. Oh, it does smell like butter, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I almost tasted it. We have to toast it up to health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, romance. And peace on earth. And peace on earth. And your giggles, which you've already giggled tonight. <laughs> Oh, this is good. It is. Even though it's room temperature. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, white wines, we probably chill too much. Mm -hmm. 
by, by uh, the colder you get, the less you will get the notes and the profile and stuff like that. But uh, it's certainly more refreshing the colder it gets, right? Absolutely. Yes. But on, on this is um, just above room te temperature is what you said, right? We're going to just below taste the flavors much more this way. Uh, I would suggest putting this back in the fridge so Debbie enjoys this more as we move forward because we are in your house and we want her happy. Well, that was absolutely what I told her what we were going to do. We are going to okay. taste through these first and then we're going to put it back in the fridge, this and the rosé, so that, that Perfect. they're enjoyed later. Perfect. Um, Shelly, what do you get on it? Um, it's really I get good. better some oak and like pear, I think. Get pear and some apple. Mm. Definitely get it's that, really good. That green apple coming through. Yeah, it does taste like green apple. <laughs> yeah, it's very really good. That's a little interesting, isn't it? I was gonna say golden, but no, it is really like Granny Smith. It's got that tartness in the back of the tongue. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's already in July. Yes, yeah. it is. In two days, yeah. <laughs> It well, July today. Today is July second. Oh, that's right. I forgot to, I forgot to mention that on the front end, and we have had a week of hot temperatures, <laughs> triple what? digits, triple digits. When we recorded this, uh, Debbie, four days ago, when we recorded this, is one hundred and eight degrees. Yes, and I'm melting. I know <laughs> because we're doing this inside. That's right. It's really, really warm out there. Uh, what, what, what would we pair this Chardonnay with off the grill? Don't everybody speak at once. Well, you caught me mid-sip. Yeah. <laughs> off the grill? Off the grill. What would, I mean, I think you could have this with nearly any. It depends on the person and their preference. Because if a person really likes Chardonnay, in my opinion, that's what they ought to have with whatever they're eating. And just, you know... Don't force a wine to match the food. It's more about enjoying all of it. Mm -hmm. So if you really like a Chardonnay, you don't have to try and pair it and force it with something. This one, I, to me, I think it would be grilled vegetables. It would be really nice mm -hmm. with this. Uh, zucchini. Some zooks. Asparagus would be uh, fine. Asparagus was coming to mind. Uh, <laughs> that's a little stronger taste, but... Um, this thing would hold up to a little heavier everything, really. Mm -hmm. So the oysters, with, because we do our oysters and then dunk them in Tabasco, mm -hmm. so it would go well with that probably. And fish, I, kind of fish. Yeah, There's I think you could get fish. a trout or something. <clears throat> yeah, It'd be real nice with this, you know. More of a white fish, not the heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And butter, 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 butter. Just buttered up. I love it. It's good. It's really good. One of the last times I was in the San Juans, we a group of us we went and found some oysters off the off the beach and threw them on the barbecue. And if you've never had oysters where you just throw them right out of the sea onto the barbecue, wait for them to open up a little bit, they're unreal. It's just, so fun. Yeah, it's so fun. What kind of oysters can you find there? Uh, well, multiple different types of oysters. I mean, because the San Juans, there's, there's Quinault, there's um, they're a little bigger oysters. Aren't they? A lot of them are yeah. bigger, and it's what's you also get the gooey duck clams. And if you've never seen those things move around on the on the beach, those oh, are yeah, crazy. Yeah, hard to weird. hard to catch those little critters. Oh yeah, those gooey ducks, man, they go down fast. You have to really start digging. I, yes, I didn't like it. You didn't like the Chardonnay. That's why it's gone. Oh. <laughs> so for those of you who can't see what Debbie was um, <laughs> putting down because it's a podcast. She was being facetious and she reeled me right in. I was like, <laughs> I, I thought funny. to myself, we didn't bring it. So it's going to be, but she was making a joke. And the more I know about Debbie, the easier I will get her jokes. <laughs> but I know anybody who would agree to marry Mark is looking for a life of <laughs> clowndom anyway. Is clowndom a word? It is now. It is now. So it's cheersing. Cheers. And right now, I'm the only one that has wine in their glass. So, uh, Shelly, 
You are dancing in two days for the first time in over a year. True. We did, you didn't dance at all. The Divas didn't do anything in 2020. We did one thing. But We did a performance at a nursing home. Yeah, outside. outside. Yeah. Outside in front of their windows. So Aww. recap a little yeah. bit about the Divas and what this is going to mean, you guys dancing on Sunday while I finish my wine. It's going to be hot, though. So the divas are a group of women of a certain age, and we dance in parades and performances internationally. And so this this Sunday, tomorrow, no, two days, um, we'll be dancing in the Coeur d'Alene Fourth of July parade, and it's going to be very hot. There'll be a lot, a lot of energy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're happy to be back. Should we uh, dip into some rosé yeah. from Banshee and see? I like that. Here we go. Where did that come from? <laughs> I was just sitting right there. So you didn't have to grab it. For it. So Mark is going ahead and pouring this time because I missed the glass last time. And uh, he doesn't want me to ruin his table, which I don't blame him. Look at that right next... Love it. Oh, so. Perfect, honey. Look at that. I love it. Okay, this is Banshee. This is Mendocino County. I didn't get a whole lot of. It's Middleton, California. Oh, Middleton. I don't know where that is. What does it say on the front? Uh, well, Mendocino County. Oh. Well, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> but Middleton must be in Mendocino County. We hope. Or there are a bunch of big liars at Banshee. Isn't there a song, Mendocino? I think there's a song about Banshee. There's a song about Mendocino. I'm not sure. Cheers in, um, cheers in. Cheers in, cheers in. To your giggles. <clears throat> so, mm. this is pretty dry. Delicious. <laughs> it's very good. It'd be better if it was colder. <laughs> So the underlying thread of our um, hostess, Debbie, who wasn't going to say anything and we knew we could get her to talk, <laughs> is that the whites aren't chilled enough, which is okay because they... Especially on a hot day. Yeah. Yes. We, it's 108. It, it's 108 degrees out there and chilled anything would be... Oh, Lambrusco. We had Lambrusco like three weeks ago. Debbie, have you had Lambrusco? It's a, it's a so. red red wine that's generally drank chilled. No, I have not. It's really it's good. Really, really. I good. never had it before a couple of weeks ago, but it's also less in alcohol. Like eight and a half percent. Oh, yeah, which is kind I of. I could do that. I know. Yeah. It's it's just so nice to it's not nice have to. It, it was really surprising, and we've actually had a number of people comment on uh, going to find that Lambrusco. We have some friends that um, like. Stormy and Rosalie, Rosie. that they only, well, she only drinks Chardonnay. Clearwater Canyon Chardonnay. Right. Only. Well, that's right. Or she'll put ice cubes in red, red, wine. red wine, which it's. Oh, no. <laughs> she just ruined it. Well, she... for Rosalie, she loves it. <laughs> but the the Lambrusco, I think she'd really like that. Have you, you guys carry Lambrusco FMR? We have the Rainini. Um, Is it pretty sweet? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I had somebody come in the store and mispronounce it the other day, so that was fun to try and figure out what they were talking what about. What did they call it? Ronini? Uh, no, I think they called it Reunite. Reunite. It's oh. a Peaches and Herbs song. And then um, they, they, they said it was a Lambrusca. So then you would know. Uh, it was close, but it was the second wine that they were looking for. It was more fun because it was Michael's. Like, what? And they make a Riesling, and I'm like, I don't have Michael, but I do have Chateau Saint Michel. Oh, that's it. Uh, oh no, <laughs> that's hilarious. It's <laughs> funny. It happens a lot, actually. So it's fun. Yeah, it does. And this is especially a... probably with Pinot Noir. No, oh. <laughs> the, the mis okay. actually that's the least mispronounced at my store. Really? Yes. I'm surprised. Really? Yeah, me too. We have a friend that we can go ahead and talk about because we know she doesn't listen to this podcast. She calls it Pinot Noir. 
And uh, it's okay. She does. You know what? Mm-hmm. Well, if we know what she's talking about, it's fine. Right. <laughs> and I did not want, I mean, when we got into wine, I just don't want to be a snob. I just don't want to be a snob. And so, like a wine glass, no white zin, no yellowtail. I'm good. I, I am good to go. No solo mm-hmm. cups? No red solo Yeah, I appreciate no plastic cups. Well, that's why I said wine wine glass. But not the little wine glasses that look like little wine shot glasses <laughs> that they fill up to the top at restaurants. No. Like, do you have a bigger glass? Yes, but we're not going to give you any more wine. Perfect. Okay. Pour this in the big glass so it can at least swirl. I'm turning into a high-maintenance wine <laughs> freaking snob. I don't want to be. At our rotary meetings, he orders, can I have a Pume Blanc in a red wine glass? <laughs> I don't say it quite that mean, do I? No. Well, you need to start talking like Thurston Howell the Third. Thurston Howell the Third. And do I get to call uh, Shelly Lovey? Yeah. <laughs> Lovey, I love start that. Start talking in the back of your throat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are we getting from this, guys? This is really good. I Very good. Watermelon. That's a standard profile of a uh, nice dry rosé. Mm-hmm. It's it's very good. I like watermelon. It. I thought strawberries was. I don't Both. really get the strawberries though. No, but mostly watermelon. Mark, what are you getting on this? Well, I do get I do get some watermelon hints of <laughs> hints of water or hints of strawberry, um, and it's yeah. on the lighter side, and that's it is. Light. What in, grape is this? Grenache, Barbera, and Syrah. It's nice. very good. Wow. I really like this. It's a, a nice blend. blend. Yeah. 47% Grenache, 27% Barbera, and 26% Syrah. Is this the one that was delivered? 90 points, yes. Well, it's one of the nine that were delivered. One of the ones, yeah. Um, 90 points from Wilfred Wong of Wine. Wilfred Wong gave this 91? 90 points. 90. That's hard to see. Wilfred Wong of Wine. Yeah. He's on the web at www. If you say it really fast, it's going to be Wilfred Wong Wine. We're going to actually try to say that after the fourth wine we taste and see how that sounds. Um, but before we do that, oh, I love the sound. What was the price point on this? $18.99. There you go. 20 bucks. Okay. And the alcohol? So the alcohol is 13.2 on this. Mm-hmm. That's a little high for rosé, isn't it? Seemingly. Yeah. But it's made from um, bigger red wine grapes. So that's, that's true. Explains that. This is pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty fun. And to, uh, go, and to go back to the Chardonnay, which we didn't mention, it was 14.1. 14.1 for the Chardonnay. Wow. That's a big shard. Yes. And it's not even Rombauer. No. Gosh, no wonder I like it. Ferrari Carano. <laughs> Uh, before we take a break, I wanted to just mention we have a brand new sponsor to this podcast, and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring them up. We have got Coeur Fresh. <laughs> Shelly does not like when I read those sponsorships. Coeur Fresh. <laughs> uh, because they really uh, want to focus on the fresh of their bottle shop. And, you know, the thing really is... Really nice bottle shop and ambiance. If anybody's downtown, right, mm-hmm. during the 4th of July festivities this weekend. Or any time during the summer. Right. Go visit this place. The thing is, I don't feel bad talking about Coeur Fresh when we have Mark from Fred Meyer here because they're two completely different things. We go and buy wine for Mark when we need groceries and this and that and then a little bit more of this. Right. <laughs> we are not looking for groceries when we go to a bottle shop. It's a completely different demo. And so uh, we are really happy that we were able to uh, get them on as a sponsor. And they're nice people. Go say hi to Blake and Marla. Uh, and Carlos. And Carlos. <laughs> and Blake is a freaking drummer. That's why we picked the music that you heard for their sponsorship spot. Because he plays he plays pretty good drums. The sponsorship shot spot for the Coraline Fresh was on the front end. We have to get to hear from Elson Sellers uh, right now, and that's what the music means. Wine gathers its taste from everything it encounters. The earth, the air, everything leaves a mark, and so do people. If we are sipping great wine with strangers, before long we find out just how much we all have in common. 
Quality grapes and great wines are meant to be shared, and so are good times with new friends. At Elsom Cellars, we have been producing 100% local Washington wine from Washington's top vineyards since 2006. Owner Jody Elsom is a pioneer in the Seattle urban winery movement and has been producing brilliant Washington wines in the city while exploring the complexities found only in vineyards east of the Cascades. Not only do we have the wine and our popular Corks on the Loose Wine Club, we also have the venue, a quick five-minute drive south of downtown Seattle or a simple 10-minute walk from the Soto Link Light Rail Station. And we think we throw a pretty good party, too. Check out our upcoming events by visiting elsomcellars.com. Follow us on social for the latest on everything happening at the winery or simply call 425-298-3082. Welcome back. <laughs> We're having some fun, though, aren't we, kids? How many people are here tonight? Raise the glasses. That's a little Steve Martin. Okay. There we go. <laughs> no, we've got to put wine in it. Oh, so I was making a joke, oh. and um, so right now Debbie and I are trying to Don't figure each other out. A little bit. <laughs> we are getting to the big boys now a little bit. Come on, let it go. That's right. I love that sound. It's the best sound in the world. Number top three, anyway. Uh, so we're having a Zinfandel, which will be. Great for things off the grill, whether it's red or look at that. He's pouring that so well. She's a beer drinker too. I saw her tip her glass so that there's not a, really. Of course, light. That's it. Okay. Yeah, the Still perfect. Spill it. Yeah, and that's that's admirable. Again, I'm. I keep looking at the spots of the uh, Chardonnay that I spilt on the table as a reminder <laughs> that I have no aim from three feet away. That's okay. Oh, this smells good. Ooh. So let me ask you this, Mark. Those first two wines, the Chardonnay and the uh, Rosé, are those both available at Fred Meyer? Not yet. Okay. I wanted to ask what? this because, you know, we end up... Uh, People like to buy these wines when they hear us. We had somebody message us and said, I just bought a case of KB wine because of your guys' episode. I just listened to that episode. Yeah. And so things like that are really cool. But we want to make sure that we're giving people proper information. So when might somebody expect to have those in Fred Meyer? <laughs> well, <laughs> on this July 2nd. If they can come in and... They can order it, of course. Perfect. But um, yeah, until the time when I go through all the paperwork and because Fred Meyer is part of Kroger and the paperwork gets extensive and it takes a minute, uh, you know, it might be a while. And But that one is on my radar as one to so I have target. A, I have a great segue question to ask you after we toast it up. Cheersing. Cheersing. Shout out to Brian LaFail. Cheersing. Hashtag cheersing. I was told it doesn't count if you don't look people in the eye. That's true. Yeah. Oh, we just heard about that. Yep. Candle in the Uh well, Toe, my cousin Toe has been saying that for over a decade. And I well, get, how do you look people <clears throat> well, on different Because you toast here, you toast here, and you toast here. Mm -hmm. And uh, sorry, I interrupted Mark because he's looking at the color on this. A little trick. When you're looking at the color of a red wine, is just to put the background of white paper, yeah? Yeah. How come your glass is fuller than mine? I paid him extra. <laughs> uh, this smells delicious. I have not tasted it. It's really good. There is more where that came from, just I know. so you know. Oh, I do know. Mm. This smells like barbecue. It's yeah, doesn't really it? It's really good. So this is like what a ribs. It's good, isn't it? Yes. It is good. I mean, oh, barbecue ribs. ribs. I like different melts anyway. Oh, that's that's exactly what I'm getting. Is barbecue that's rib out of the yeah. That's not the right one. It's a weird oh. one. This one. So get some brown oh, that's sugar. A, that's really good. brown sugar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Little Rolling Stones there. Brown sugar. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is a 2017 Hullabaloo Zinfandel. Hullabaloo. This was picked up at a bottle shop here in town. Another sponsor. 
of the Wine Time Fridays podcast, and that is the Culinary Stone. We picked that up for 13 bucks, which this is $13 in, guys. Um, That's crazy. Isn't it crazy? It, it tastes like it's more expensive than that. Yeah, way more expensive. It's really good. This <clears throat> So one of the indicators for me when I'm drinking wine, if it takes me five or more minutes to taste the wine because the nose is so... How ironic to say intoxicating, but just <laughs> such a great nose on it. You just want to keep smelling it and smelling it and smelling it. This is one of those right now. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Um, barbecue ribs, I just keep coming back to that. And raspberry. Well, we should have that tonight. I asked you and you said no. <laughs> we set the menu and right. we knew we were going to do this kind of thing. So we set the menu early and so that's mm-hmm. what we were going to stick with. That's what we're doing. Too late. I am not. I am not going to stir this pot at all. <laughs> this may be the first uh, guest fight on the podcast. <laughs> There's no fight. That's no great. fight. We don't fight. Lively debate. Fantastic. No fighting. What did you look for in a wine when you're deciding to bring it into the store? That's a great question. Um, I look for. Wines that are going to appeal to a lot of people when I want to bring them to the store because people who want something specific are going to come and talk to me and they're going to say, can you get this? And if I can, I'll get it for them. And it's actually less expensive for them that way anyway. I know that. That's uh, so great. <laughs> so if it's something that I'm going, ooh, I think a lot of people will buy this. It won't. It, I'll have to replenish it on the shelf a lot. Then that's something that I'm looking for on the, uh, to put on the shelf. So it. It varies, mm-hmm. um, which is why it's so fun to taste through wines, and I can separate it out as to ones that I like versus ones that I think a lot of people will like, nice. and I can push them in a direction. <clears throat> because this one actually reminds me of the Predator a little bit. Ooh, good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, in two weeks, no, three weeks, we're having Phil Rashan on, and we're going to do Wine is Like Music. And we've been talking about this for months, and we finally got it locked in. And he's going to taste through the same three wines as we're going to taste through. He's in Kansas. He's going to be playing Mm. his saxophone to what he tastes. And it's going to be really fun. But I say that story because uh, I went to Mark a couple months ago when we decided which wines. And I said I would like this wine, this wine, and this wine in special order. Mm-hmm. Even though he's got it on the shelf, he'll bring it in special order. I didn't need it that day. He brings it in. It's how much? 10% over cost. 10% over cost. That's um, amazing. That's amazing. Um, you corporate monkey mucks at, at Kroger. We appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate it. I mean, 10% above cost on something you have to do more legwork on. That That's what I just, I don't quite get. But I'm okay with it. It keeps me employed, so I just yeah. it's not <laughs> rock the boat too much. And what are the most common questions people ask you? Uh, Which wine do I buy? <laughs> no, it's um, do y'all sell liquor? <laughs> yeah, that one's that one's one of the biggest ones. Um, uh, People will ask various different questions. When it's specifically about wine, they'll ask where it is in the store because we have 2,500 different bottles of wine just in Fred Meyer alone, which doesn't want to scratch the surface of what's even available. Right. Um, so if they're looking for this, that, or the other thing, right now we're having a really hard time getting French champagnes in. And that's, yeah, that's going to be that way for a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, and that's a transportation cost yep. or, or problems that they're issues that they're having. Same with. Behringer. Behringer White Zinn is a very popular wine. It's too sweet. Yeah, I gr- I'm not disagreeing with you, but there are lots of people who like it. So when we don't have it on the shelf and I have this big empty space and people are asking, well, what's, what's up with that? And I said, well, you know, to get wine from California at this point in time, to get a truck to come up from California to Idaho, they find it more important to pay the truckers more to deliver fresh produce so yeah. the truckers will pick and choose and so right. then it might take a while before you get somebody who actually wants to drive a truckload of wine 
Well, we so we'll have to edit this, but just put it in the trunks of all those Californians moving here. <laughs> uh, uh, or we may not edit it and throw caution to the wind. Uh, we're going to be in Pahrump, Nevada here in a little bit. We'll just swing by Behringer and pick up some cases for you. That's a little out of the way. Slightly. That's okay. But I do love the smell in the Behringer caves. That's something yeah. I always remember. Behringer's in Napa, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's been there. I've been there before. Yeah, it's so. north of San Francisco. Just... Yeah, it's it's in Napa Valley. But not all their <laughs> grapes are grown there. Now I do know that they have the Knights Valley Cabernet, which is very nice, um, and they keep it at a reasonable price. But um, it, the rest of their wines, I mean, they're sourcing from all over California to get their the grapes and everything else that they make into okay. other things. It just yes, they're out of Napa, but they don't. They're not going to. Well, might be in Sonoma. You. I mean, I was. Right, but they're there. not going to charge you $16 for their white Zin because they grew it in Napa Valley because <laughs> the, the, the land there is so expensive and farming practices are very expensive just all since they competed and won right. the Paris competition. So. so one of the most, well, one of the wines, the white Zinfandels that was most popular when they first came out was Sutter Home. Are they even a mm. thing anymore? Oh, oh Sutter Home, yeah. yeah. They're, they grew as a company. They own a lot more, just like like Gallo and like Chateau Saint-Michel. Um, they own a lot more of the wines that you know without you knowing it. Because oh. it, um, mm -hmm. they will do things like they'll keep their UPCs. Like Gallo, if you look at the back of the bottle and and this is a little trick, and it's fun. Oh. Um, if, you, if you look at the back of the bottle, if it starts with 85000, it's a Gallo product. And this that, is a wine hack. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's that? A wine hack. This is a what? wine hack. But you, <laughs> if you turn a bottle around, and it could be anything, um, Alamos Malbec, that's a Gallo product. They bought the company. They didn't change the winemaker, they didn't change where it came from, didn't do any of that kind of thing. They Somebody in their company got smart and said, hey, let's keep the guys around that are making the wine that's so good that they made it on their own, but we'll buy their wine so we can still make a profit, but we'll let them continue making it the way that it is. I mean, I thought that was fabulous. There are other companies out there that don't do that. They'll just buy the label and then they'll bring their own people in, kick the other people out. Uh -huh. And then, That's then kind of and it, what it's happens, not the same product. it's not the same product. And a lot of the times, at least for me, it's not as good. Yeah, I can see that. Well, yeah, yeah, because they're, they're more concerned about the bottom line at this point, rather than what built up that brand to begin with. So one example of that is, um, Rex Goliath. Okay. It's happened to them twice. <laughs> Great. They, they bought it or they, built up the, the brand, and they're inexpensive. But is that the one with the chicken on the, on the front? 100%. Okay. I was going to say, uh, 47 pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's the rooster. They, they got fed up with the people who bought them, so they bought it back oh. and started making oh, okay. and built the brand up again and sold it again. They should know better. <laughs> Isn't that like when people get married and then get divorced and then remarry back to the same person <laughs> that got divorced to? I, yeah, from? Something from? Like that. Uh, it makes no sense. Hey, it Mark. Doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. <clears throat> There's a reason why you got divorced the first time. <laughs> right? Well, that reason's probably... Oh, Hullabaloo, 13.9 uh, by volume. Um, it also says on the back of the bottle, to cause an uproar or fuss first used in popular English literature sometime before 1892. They said they chose that because of that strong man. They thought this wine would cause a hullabaloo and also... Um, the strong man, they thought it was a, a strong wine, a strong contender. Strong, strong man icon. Yeah. It was fitting of the period. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's just a white label in black, right? I don't yep. see any other color. Nope. Um, I have a question for you, Mark. Why are you going to, just as you're making that terrific sound, um, about mm -hmm. to make that great sound that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, <coughs> hit Shelly first. I, there you go. Hey, uh, so are there uh, vineyards um, around this area Dark. here in Coeur d'Alene? Or vineyards? Yeah. 
Um, well, there's two that I know of at this point. Yeah. Uh, one is at Coeur d'Alene Cellars. They're, they're doing a dolcetto out the back, their back door, which is on the slopes right below Fred Meyer. Okay. And then there's That's the amazing. one, then there's the one that I just planted this year. That was where the question was supposed to go. I'm like, oh, I've got him on this, but I didn't. Oh, good. He spilled on his own uh, tasting notes. Good. There's the show notes. Uh, yes. The one that Kimber has at Coeur d'Alene Cellars is not the one. No offense, Kimber. It's not the one we want to talk about right now. It's the one that's out your back door. Yeah. that's. that's what do you have planted? I have... <laughs> Eight different plants, seven different varieties. Wow. And it's just, it's more of a fun thing for me. It's just, it was um, to get back to the roots and find out more about what goes into wine versus, and be able to do it myself. Because I, I'm very male. <laughs> I like to experience things so that I can then realize what kind of work goes into making this wonderful thing. Um, that's M A L E, not M A I L, correct? Correct. Okay, just wanted to clarify. <laughs> and there's the eye roll from Shelly. <laughs> but uh, to answer your question directly, I have two plants of Syrah out there. I have a Cabernet Franc, a Cabernet Sauvignon, a Viognier, a Sauvignon Blanc, Tempranillo, and Morvet. Nice. So excited that we are getting close to you guys as friends so that we can actually participate in some crush and some bottling and some tasting in three or four years when it actually comes or to maturity. Or we can stomp on the wine with our clean bare feet. No? 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 <laughs> We're not going to put foot to grape. No, it'll be a different sort of crush. Okay, we're not doing that. It will never come out of your feet. Well, we are like not Lucy, Lucy Ricardo. No. That's right, Lucy Ricardo. We are not. Or Ethel Merman. And we are people that do epic shit. Which ironically, <laughs> which ironically is the name of this wine. Then let's cheer. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cling, cling, cling. Oh. Thank you, by the way, Mark, for that reminder to look people in the eye on the on the toast. It is really important. And I did. I know. I, I get lazy because I'm looking at the notes of the what we're doing and I feel like oh, I'm so the one thing you, you didn't Oh sorry honey <laughs> nice see we're having so much fun this is great no matter how late I was you weren't so did late. you mention this is from Brown Family Vineyards it's a red bun it's got oh. some tannins on it I like oh, wow. the other one better yeah it does no it's it's just it needs to open up more I think just leave them I like the Zinfandel better this thing, it's, it's when heavy. it softens it's up, a, it was well, heavy, and it's got some tannins uh, that are kind of clawing at my tongue a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's that bitterness that goes back here and mm -hmm. does that thing to you. I think once whatever is coming off the grill and is on the plate, this in a glass is gonna be killer. Oh yeah, that's my that's my guess. I think you're right. So tell me. Tell us a little bit about this wine. This is from Brown's Family Vineyards, mm -hmm. which makes some really high-end wine that is actually pretty affordable. Right. When the, the quality of the juice, the QPR, if you will, is is really high. Yeah, well, I didn't look up the blend on this one, but um, I can probably do that pretty quick. But I did know that the bottle price, this is a tasting room only wine. And if you go on their website, you can get it at 30 bucks a bottle. Um, and they will ship. But I didn't look at the blend on it. Um, it what was year is this? 2018. Oh, okay. 2008, and I did not put that on the notes because I didn't know. Well, it wasn't printed on the front. It was printed on the back. So that makes it a little bit harder along with the um, the alcohol content at 14.5. 5. Yeah, it's Washington wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Washington almost has higher alcohol. And it's, it's a lot of fun to try and... Oh, okay. She's got her little cheater. This is what I have to do for tans. Oh, nice. Drop it. Tell us a little bit about drop it. Drop the headache. Enjoy the wine. That's it. And this it works. the only time we'll mention this product ever until they are a sponsor on this <laughs> podcast. And it works. It's a freebie. Uh, no, I've never heard of this. Nope. It We've seen work. Wine Away 
for N- people well, like me. Stain. Yeah. Well, this is to keep your This is you drop it, it and it tells you how many drops to put in for white and and for red. And where do you get this? But Online at Amazon. Okay. And it works. So this is fantastic. This is the Debbie said, I'm not saying anything. (laughs) Look what she just brought to the table. (laughs) Literally, I I thought there was fingernail polish uh, when she was shaking it. Um, I'm like, well, you you can do your nails. That's cool. Um, But it wasn't that. It was drop it. What you put in. This is fantastic. This is really cool. We'll do a little bit of research on this. Uh, and maybe we'll put our own Wine Time Fridays label on it, and we'll sell some stuff out of the back of our car. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Uh, do Epic Shit Red Blend. And I'm saying this because it's the name of the, the wine, and this may be now the first time that uh, we have to put a explicit tag on no, that Ru- that Russell Mann is not. Oh, he's on. not participating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I loved that episode. It's fun. Ex- exploding aromatics of mixed black fruits and toasty French oak with flavors of blackberry and black cherry. All of that mm-hmm. super very dark fruit. Yep, it, it's a full-bodied wine. It's perfectly balanced with big integrated tannins. They're they're a little sharp tannins right now, but they will soften up. And lingering notes of cinnamon, leather, mm-hmm. and tar on the finish. Pair with gamey red meats such as deer or elk and hearty <laughs> sows. S E W S. S E W S. Yeah. What's that? What hearty sows. Well, I'll have to look that up and get back to people next week because that seems like it's a it's a meat, but it sounds more like somebody with a sewing machine. Well, that's a sparkling one. Oh boy. They make a sparkling one that says new epic shit on it as well. Wow. Which is 75% Chardonnay. And Twenty-five percent Pinot Noir, which oh, I would like that. Oh, Interesting. This one says that this is made from Merlot, Petit Verdot, Syrah, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Cabernet Franc. Sounds like a Bordeaux. Did the Syrah or the Syrah? It's a Rhone blend. Yep. This is delicious, and it's, it's starting to open up a little bit now. It's very good. Yeah. It's just it's starting to soften it's up. It's very a heavy. Bit. Yeah, it's got tannins. It, it's, it's a very big one. dark. This is going to be great with the. Well, we're going to do a chicken and tri-tips. Yes. How fun will this be? And veggies. No, and grilled veggies. So, in the spirit of uh, not having dinner at 9.30 at night, we're going to move this really quick so that we can get started on actually enjoying ourselves here with Mark and Debbie. But I know that Mark Cook is a sports fan. And he's a little misled on his pro football team that he enjoys watching. He's wearing their color. Oh my god, he is. Yeah, well, they don't wear. But it's also the same color as the college team that we enjoy. That's true. That's not gold. That's mustard yellow. No, it's USC gold. Oh my god, (laughs) we're not USC fans. I am. Yeah, we all just threw up in our mouths just a little bit. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mark. Go Hawks. Go, go dogs. dogs. <laughs> Tell me, number 63, who, who is, well, this is good because the last few have been tough, like 58, 59, 60, they've been tough. Their right. names, I don't know, but 63 is not one of them. You have anybody that you know? The one that came up, the biggest number for me was um, the player rep for uh, many, many years. Yeah. And he was offensive lineman for the Oakland Raiders. Passed away, passed away in 09. Yep. He was, was that? A Gene Upshaw. Oh. Yep. Good call. Any others? You won't know the names. The, the other, well, I looked up a bunch and I still can't remember them. Oh, but, gosh. That's what you were doing earlier? <laughs> That's why he's... So, a little bit... A peek behind the curtain. I get a text from Mark that says... Hey, what episode are we on? I want to do a little research. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. I said 63. I had no idea you're looking at jersey numbers. <laughs> that's awesome. How about Leroy Selman? Yeah, that, that came up. With the Bucks, right? Yeah, he would play for the Bucks for a number of years. Yep. Uh, William Lanier. Again. No? Yeah. With the Chiefs. Well, yeah, there was a couple of Chiefs. I love so. the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. I was going to say you're a Patrick <laughs> oh, Mahomes fan. Oh, yes. Yes, That's yes, so yes. funny. <clears throat> but I'm also, you know, um, what's uh, his name? Russell Wilson. Russell fan. Wilson. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's better than Patrick Mahomes. No, they're both really good. 
Oh, I like them both. Funny. As long as they don't play against each other. That will happen in the Super Bowl this year. Well, then I, <laughs> I hope so. Early prediction. For I'd have Bill. to. I'd You're have to think, go with with Russell then. Um, well, we're getting close to wrapping up. We are actually doing pretty good on time, which is a, a real uh, change for us. It's a coup. It's a coup. <laughs> uh, Shelley, can you tell me? I think we've got some wines that we can all pronounce this time. We'll see. Uh, some we'll wines see. we enjoyed this past week. So we had Cote de Roses Rosé, which has a beautiful bottle. I love that bottle. It's got that glass, glass stopper. glass yeah. and a little flower on the bottom. Um, Chateau St. Jean Chardonnay. Cordelaine Cellars well, Chardonnay. We got that from Fred, Fred Meyer. We have to give kudos. Is that what that means? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean... Uh, um, funny moron. I thought it was like on the FM radio channel. <laughs> <laughs> Cordelaine Cellar Chardonnay from Fred Meyer. Yep. Tangley Oak Chardonnay. Should we tell them where we got that? We can. I don't know if there's any Grocery left. Outlet. Grocery Outlet. I was going to yeah. say that. You were? Yeah, yes, it was like five Grocery bucks. Outlet. It, yeah, they have some good wines over there. They, they do. do. You really have you to know what you're you have to know what you're looking you for. You have to try them too. On anything that I see at Grocery Outlet, I'm like, hmm. Like Lady in Red, for instance. They had for four dollars a bottle. Was it good? Well, it's, it's Kestrel wine, and it's, it's a really good, good blend. I'm like, oh, something's funny. I'll buy one. We tasted it. It was fantastic. So we ended up getting a couple cases. Okay. But you really you have to test these wines, and we did that on the Tangley Oaks. And that other rosé we had. Yeah, I can't remember the rosé. And then the last one we had was Townsend Red Table Wine from also from Fred Meyer, but Townsend is in Washington. In Spokane. Yep. They get uh, uh, Eastern Washington grapes, I think. Yep, they do get Eastern Washington grapes. They're up there in um, Greenville. Yep. And their tasting room is fantastic. Oh, I like it's fantastic. There. Oh, yeah. so we will, with the exception of 2020, where no one went anywhere, uh, we will usually go there one or two times a year, usually in the fall, and we end up stopping on our way out. In the cherry out. season, so we should be going there soon. I don't remember ever going in the cherry season. I usually have a struggle getting up there just because I work most weekends and they uh. normally don't do anything during the week no so. no it's it's tough uh retail's tough but mark does a fantastic job at fred meyer he's one of the few people at a at a grocery store and you should cover your ears on this because your head will get <laughs> super big but that actually cares about the customers that i've experienced uh, at a grocery store that sells wine um grocery stores they're under these fluorescent lights. They're not the best conditions, but Mark takes great care of taking care of the wine for the people who buy the wine. And um, I'll just toast you for that because that is, hello. hello. I thought it said, do not disturb. Is that? I got, a, I got an email. Oh, I have a drop left. I have nothing. There's, there's more. No, no, no. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, real quick, we've got coming up. Um, <laughs> Shelly and I will be doing next week the unique wines, the unique three whites, unique white. three unique whites. So Shelly and I have next week coming up three unique whites to get you through the summer, uh, which will be super fun. Um, and we talked about it in the last couple weeks. We don't need to go through it again, but it will be fun. Uh, we've got Shiraz Day on July 22nd. Do you guys celebrate wine days? Wine holidays? I didn't really learn about, well, I knew about them, but I did, we haven't been celebrating just because we're so busy doing everything else. But listening to your podcast, I've been learning about more and more of these um, wine holidays, which have been fantastic. And I was going to bring up the one that comes up at the end of February and Say that sounded like so much fun. We have to wait until. Oh, then. that's open that uh, bottle night. Yeah, oh, yeah, open that bottle night. We have to wait you know until. Well, no, no. <laughs> Just for no. this one. <laughs> so I'm telling you right now, for everybody to hear, Mark and Debbie will be at our house for open that bottle night in, in 2022. There will be one of the. Um, we have a total of five couples, I think. You four, four to five couples, mm -hmm. uh, not fortified. Four to oh, five. Four to five. Yeah. I mean, the couples that are fortified are They're super, fortified. super sweet. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My bad. Wine humor. 
Uh, and I don't want Mark to talk anymore because every time he mentions listening to our podcast, I have to pay him $10. And right now I'm 60 bucks in the hole. So, uh, Shraz Day, July 22nd, National Wine and Cheese Day, July 25th. Uh, like we said, Wine is Like Music with Phil Nishan on the 23rd of July. Albarino Days, August 1 through 5. Albarino, super, super great uh, summer wine. You would love it, Debbie. Chilled. It's a little effervescent. Ah, oh, good stuff. And Pond Ray makes a really good one. Yeah, they do. Yeah, isn't it? Oh, they do. Mm. That's absolutely true. We have White Wine Day. It's just like I have a day for white wine. That's on August 4th. <laughs> and that's two days after Tabitha's birthday. And we also have, I'm going to tease this till I'm going to tease it no more, a special <laughs> guest lined up for August. So take, stay tuned for more information. Uh, huge thanks uh, to our sponsors, Cordelaine Fresh. I didn't say it that time. Fresh. Elsom Sellers <laughs> and the social web helping you untangle the web. web of social media marketing. I forget our own uh, tagline. Uh, Mark, do you have anything to add? Uh, this has just been so much fun. It'll I'm be sorry. more fun when we actually... Well, when we, once we get off the air and I start cooking <laughs> and doing all that kind of stuff, it's going to be more fun. And we'll actually go out and look at the vineyard. It's not very and exciting right now. No, but, we'll get some pictures yeah. and, and we'll yeah. post them and things like that. Not for Mark in the wine section of Fred Meyer. Uh, and there that's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, Debbie, do you have anything to add on this night that you... Oh, cheers! I had a great time. <laughs> There's nothing in your glass. There's nothing in my glass. <laughs> we can't cheers you know that. Sure we we'll do, we'll yes, do it later. We'll do it later. This is just for later. <laughs> later one. There's a drop. Okay. And we're out. Wow, that. Okay. Thank you, Shelly. At the social web, we believe that small businesses are the heart of the community and that social media enables small business owners and professionals to compete with larger brands without the huge marketing budget that the larger brands can afford. If you are ready to honor your business and yourself by taking control of your social media marketing, visit thesocialweb.news for more information. The Social Web and the Social Web Inner Circle, helping you untangle the web of social media marketing. Thank you for spending part of your day to wind down with Shelly and Phil. Remember, you can listen to any episode of the Wine Time Fridays podcast by visiting winetimefridays.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us on our Wine Time Fridays Facebook page, Instagram, or on Twitter, which is at Vintage Tweets, for daily conversation. Until next week, here's our toast to you. To health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, peace on earth, and of course, romance. <laughs>